0: Welcome, Bird Gang, on today's show. How Tua Tunga-Vailoa can up the Cardinals in their matchup against Jalen Hurts. In other words, avoiding history repeating itself. Speaking of history, Larry Fitzgerald is on the verge of making more history. But first, a public service announcement about the first official injury report of the week. It's Cardinals Cover 2, Episode 373. And it starts now. Those that have listened to this show know we don't put a lot of stock in the Wednesday injury report. It's a nice reference tool, but nothing that should cause any concern. Friday's injury report is the most important. I say this, MJ, because many of the 10 players who didn't practice yesterday were on the practice field today. You are out there. What would you see? Yeah, it was nice to see Calvin Benjamin. He participated in,
1: in the stretching, and then they uh, they all uh, pair off into groups. And he was, you know, he was doing everything he would normally do if he's going to play. I did see uh, Devondre Campbell out there. Um, you know, curious to see is he on a snap count just because you know they feel like Isaiah Simmons can make some of the calls he has with Jordan Hicks. Uh, Drake Kirkpatrick was out there, which is encouraging. Uh, I, I did notice uh, during the open portion, Chase Edmonds and Justin Pugh were working on the side with one of the trainers. And normally, when you get to that point, sometimes you graduate to the other field, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, what else? Uh, Jonathan Ward returned. So, you know, depending on what happens with Chase, um, according to Kingsbury earlier in the week, it's going to be a game time decision. So, you do have Kenyon Drake. You do have Jonathan Ward and the Cardinals did use a couple of running backs together last week, Ward more on t- special teams. And the guy I think we forget about a little bit is DJ Foster. DJ Foster, the Cardinals don't have a third down back, but he's really good in pass protection. He'd be good in, that, in, the, in the flat on a screen pass if Kyler's, you know, checked down. And then, he, um, you know, you just look at Chase. If maybe if he does play, he'll be on a pitch count. So maybe that opens the door for Isabella. To possibly return kicks. Christian Kirk's going to return punts. And then DJ Foss is your up man back there. So if the teams want to kick it short, he'd be have the ability to to catch the ball and, and make sure you try to get to the 20 or 25. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the reason why you see all those names, what regardless if it's the Cardinals or the team they're playing, is because you have to list anyone that could possibly miss the game. You it, it, That's what the injury reports for. So even if a guy has a hanging t- a toenail, they have to put him on there. And then as the days go on, uh, these guys are getting treatment around the clock. Um, They're in there early in the morning getting treatment before they even go to their walkthrough in the bubble. So, yeah, I mean, you look at it and say, what's the real possibilities? Is this guy going to miss a week? Is he going to, you know, is he going to practice this week? So, yeah, you can start gauging things more on Thursday and Friday because really Wednesday is a heavy install day where everyone's still in meetings but really on Thursdays when you're starting to fine-tune things and, of course, on Fridays.
0: And I think because of the advent of sports science, more and more teams are being a lot more cautious with players. You think Tuesday you should be fine coming off a of Sunday, but maybe you do need that extra day, and that's what Wednesday has become for a lot of teams. I know you know Larry Fitzgerald typically doesn't practice. DeAndre Hopkins typically doesn't practice on a Wednesday. DeMato Petko Did not practice yesterday, not injury related, especially with veterans aren't on the field for practice, but there are walkthroughs and that's what people kind of forget just because you're not quote unquote practicing. It's not like you're not in the building, you're not going through meetings and you're not going through a walkthrough. That's all happening. It's just what's physically done on the practice field.
1: You know, I, I think a pet going like you've been here about three weeks and you're getting the vet, vet day off. And I'm sure he, he, when he sat across the table with Steve time and, and the defensive staff, he said, I'm 37 years old. OK, you do get Wednesdays off. He was back out today. That guy brings energy to the practice field. Um, it really, I mean, you, you got to see uh, Brinson Buckner. You know, how I, I feel about the hire. You know, you know, Sean Kugler obviously is more established just in, in the organization now. Um, but he was teaching technique today where you know, when you're, when you're trying to get off your explosion, you, not a lot of times you only use your right hand. Each. So he wanted these guys to use the left hand and jam that shoulder. So somebody can squirt through there. And, and literally the, the video I posted was like 55 seconds and 30 of it was teaching technique. And then you could see guys were picking it up. So, yeah, again, seems like there's energy on the practice field. Um, obviously, they they're focusing on the little details. You know, the mental layers. We know that the penalties have been down. Only two on the offense last week. That's encouraging. So, you know, if if you're going to be wanting to play in your best football, the month of December and January that will go a long way um, to where we don't look back at, at the November one and three record and this team that was on a three game losing streak. It's part of the body of work, but you got to look
0: ahead. You can't look behind. I'm glad you noticed during the open portion of practice, Chase Edmonds and Justin Pugh. Darren Urban, via his social media at Cards Chatter, mentioned that he saw Zane Gonzalez as well working on the side. And an update on Gonzalez, if he is unable to go this week, Kingsbury did say, quote, we're definitely confident in Mike Nugent, end quote. But according to Kingsbury, Gonzalez is day to day. Edmonds, as you mentioned, a game-time decision. And Jalen Thompson, with that ankle injury, Kingsbury didn't sound very confident that he would play. So it's almost here on a Wednesday, we're ruling him out like they already ruled out Jordan Phillips. And if Thompson's unable to go, that would be a fourth straight game missed. Although I'll say this about the Cardinals secondary and specifically the safety position, Chris Banjo has played very, very well. And Drake Kirkpatrick, kind of got lost in the shuffle when we were talking about the defensive performance at the giants because, and I don't know how he graded out, but he certainly passed the eye test because Patrick Peterson wasn't targeted a lot. They were throwing at Kirkpatrick and he was always right there, tight coverage, either immediately wrapping up the uh, pass catcher or knocking that ball away. And to me, that might've been Kirkpatrick's best game of the season dealing with a hamstring issue. So, you wonder about that, but hopefully he is good enough for this week against the Eagles.
1: Yeah, and, you know, Kirkpatrick, to me, um, he plays physical. Of course, I think he learned from that huge mistake with the penalty. Uh, we haven't seen that before, but, uh, you know, I kind of like him opposite of Patrick. They're physical. Um, and, and I tweeted out during the game that they are clearly were targeting uh, Drake or Patrick, and he had tight coverage, and Patrick only gave up two passes for, like, maybe 23 yards they really just, just basically stayed away from him. Murphy got, you know, some targets on him. So, yeah, and, and I think, Craig, when we go back to the offseason, I think what Chris Banjo did last year in weeks 14 and 15, he gave this team a, an option to where they didn't have to go out and sign a veteran safety now. Clearly, they brought in Curtis Riley and because of injuries and Deontay and Jalen and Buddha was out in the Carolina game. So I think, you know, he's, he's a guy like – Sherfield and Gardick, um, where, you know, they're not household names, but they show up on game day and he's really smart. You could see he understands the defense, kind of like when Jonathan Joseph was in there. So you got some extra eyes on that. Um, but I think that's the reason why they didn't go out and try to sign a
0: veteran safety, considering they were relying on some young guys. Vance Joseph earlier today mentioned the coverage that the Cardinals played against the Giants for why the Cardinals had as many sacks as they did. The total was eight. And yeah, we all see the pass rush and guys beating their offensive linemen or they're winning their one-on-one matchups. But you also pay attention to the back end because Daniel Jones was standing in that pocket for a long period of time. And according to Joseph, that was a credit to the guys at the corner position, at the safety position, as far as defending their man to where Jones had nowhere to go as far as throwing the football. And all you need is just a half second or a full second. And all of a sudden you've got Reddick, you got Gardak, you got Golden getting into the backfield and getting to the quarterback.
1: Yeah. And I think our colleague Kyle Odegaard is going to write a story about that, that package. And usually it's on third down and you know, if teams are getting positive yards on first and second down, it's kind of hard to go with that package because now they may run it and, you uh, know, we're going to get into their offense and, you know, what they're capable of doing. But what Vance is doing on third down, he's gotten six linebackers out there on the line of scrimmage and it's confusing, you know, certain quarterbacks. Hopefully that's the case with Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, the NFL game is a lot faster. Um, they're a lot bigger. So I anticipate if they're in third and long situations, you're going to see that it's not called the net. What do you call
0: it? The jet? He called it the jet package where you have, you just flood the line of scrimmage with as many pass rushers, whether that's defensive ends, whether that's linebacker. Sometimes you've got Buddha Baker up there because you're trying to confuse the quarterback. Who's coming at me, who's dropping into coverage. And you see that a lot when it's second and long or third and long.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, but, you know, when you, and, and to consider you don't have Chandler Jones, I mean, you're asking guys that are undersized, but they, they play with energy and I think they feed off each other. And the fact that they're sixth in the league in sacks without Chandler Jones and, you know, you lost Jordan Phillips for, you know, a good majority of the season. Campbell's been up and down, you know, Kennard is limited playing time. So it's, again, I, I know Dave Pass says it, uh, Vance Joseph deserves a medal what he's been able to do to this defense. And and I can't tell you enough, just keeping stability in the front office and the, and the coaching staff, because they have good teachers. I mean, we don't talk about Marcus Robinson and Greg Williams in the secondary. Uh, Now you're hearing more about Charlie Bowling. We know about Billy Davis, you know, about Princeton Buckner. Um, So they have really good teachers and these guys are willing to learn because you know what, how you practice is how you're going to play on game day.
0: It is a Thursday edition of Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals want to give you the chance to win great prizes like autographed footballs and some new gear during the holiday season. Of course, Christmas right around the corner. If you're looking for a gift idea, go to azcardinals.com slash 12 days. Come back daily, enter to win a new prize each day through Christmas Eve. Again, that's azcardinals.com slash 12 days. Well, on Thursday, we also heard from Larry Fitzgerald, and I know another record is about to fall for number 11. This might happen this week. It might happen the following week. Bottom line is we certainly expect it to happen at State Farm Stadium, but five catches that's the number again, MJ. We talked about Hassan Reddick with the number five, and now Larry Fitzgerald. Five catches to record his 17th season with at least 50 receptions, which would tie Jerry Rice for the most of 50 or more receptions in a single season.
1: Yeah, I texted that to Larry. He said, well, I hope I get that before January 2nd. He was just being tongue-in-cheek, tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, I mean – uh unfortunately uh, you know one of my keys with last week was get deandre hopkins involved early and often move him around and get fits and you know with isabella on the shelf and you know the, the, right now the struggles of christian kirk i, I would hope that he gets uh, you know again he really couldn't care about this stuff he just wants to get to the postseason so i don't i don't want to mislead anybody but jerry rice played 20 years and, you know, those last couple of years, you know, I remember him, I remember him and Emmett Smith at Sun Devil staying after a preseason game. It was weird. Emmett's in a Cardinals uniform and he's in a Seahawks uniform. It was you're like you never see this. And then he went to Denver and he didn't make the team. So but Larry would tie him with at least 17 consecutive seasons with 50 receptions and Larry's had field days against the Philadelphia Eagles. Of course, we know that Super Bowl run, what he did in the NFC championship game. We know that entire postseason put him on the map. Uh, But he was in triple coverage. You know, I I go back to that game. But anyways, Larry has eight touchdowns in eight games
0: against the Philadelphia Eagles. So, And Larry's looking for his first touchdown, too. Yeah, that's hard to believe here as we go into week 15. But as we've discussed, you've got all these weapons, and it is hard, although – when you don't see number 11 in the end zone, you know, that you start to wonder now they have targeted him in the red zone and in the end zone. They just haven't been able to connect talking about Kyler Murray and Larry Fitzgerald.
1: Yeah. And, and again, you know, people are going to say, well, you know, and I'm, I've harped on about the chunk plays, but when they, you know, What's interesting, Craig, is I was talking to Howard Balzer, who's one of the Pro Football Writers Association. He also works for Sports Illustrated with, uh, covering the Cardinals. And he was telling me when it comes to these uh, red zone things, if if you don't step foot in a red zone um, and you, you kick it and it's a 33 or four, it still counts against a red zone. Like he said, it, technically in that game, it could have been two out of five or two out of six versus
0: two out of nine. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? There was one in which they kicked a field goal because on third down, the play ended short of the first down, but it was inside the 20 yard line. So you got inside, quote unquote, the red zone, although you didn't take a snap inside oh,
1: okay. the red zone. Yeah. So, but, you know, what I'm saying is the Cardinals have over 20 rushing touchdowns. So when you get down there, they've been very effective with Kyler Murray, has 10. Uh, we know that, Drake, you know, unfortunately, sometimes on third and one and fourth and one, they haven't been able to get in. And then Dan Arnold's become a weapon now it, because of his size. And we talk about matchups. So, but I, I do think, you know, hopefully Larry gets gets involved early because we just know he brings energy to the field. And, and, and there'll be 750 fans there. And all seven seven 720 fans, excuse me, all will be
0: rooting for Larry Fitzgerald. You know, there was a question to to Fitz about his health and how he felt after two weeks quarantine because he was – had tested positive for COVID-19, and he said he felt good. There was never a point in the game where I was physically out of breath or out of shape. I went back and looked at the numbers, MJ, and Fitz might be completely correct and and, and honest that he felt fine. I just wonder, though, because he played 72% of the offensive snaps, second lowest percentage of the season. He was only targeted three times. That tied a season low. I just wonder if the team, the training staff, and coaches just said, you know what, we're going to ease you back in. You might say you're fine. You're 100%. But when we hear this from a player who's injured, especially with a hamstring injury, it's like, I'm ready to go, coach. All right, well, give me another day. Give me another week just to make sure. I wonder if they just said, you know what, Fitz, we hear you, but we want to make sure you're good for this stretch run, hopefully in the playoffs. So we're going to limit – as you like to say, the pitch count, if you will, because before he had tested positive at Seattle, it was his best game of the season. He was targeted 10 times, had eight catches, so it's not like he's not a part of this offense anymore. I just wonder, they went into that week not knowing exactly about Fitz's health and how he was going to be, and they just said, you know what? You'll be active. You're part of this offense, but you're just not going to be our guy this week. And Perhaps, hopefully, that changes this week.
1: Yeah, um, 79 snaps. Didn't think he would play that. Now,
0: how many snaps did Christian Kirk have? Christian Kirk had 66 snaps. He played 84% of the offensive snaps.
1: Yeah, so we, we know Hopkins obviously uh, plays a ton of snaps. No Isabella. Um, yeah, but again, I, I also think when you start talking about the passing game, uh, you know, Chase Edmonds is definitely a guy that they like to throw to. Um and then over maybe over the last couple of weeks, they're throwing the ball to Kenyon Drake and in, in the passing game. So, uh, but again, just having Larry on the field. I mean, the Giants defensive coordinator had to know that, you know, make sure you cover this guy. We, we're not going to bracket him. I think you guys can cover him one on one, but he's crafty in his catch routes and he's a really good uh, route runner and he's a good blocker. So don't be twisted he's only involved in the passing game. He'll come down and you know, seal the side for a guy to get a a couple yards. So, yeah, again, I like where they're at. They make some tweaks, and now you got to build off of it. And, again, practicing the the way you play, cutting down on the penalties and mental errors, I think it will go
0: a long way on Sunday. Fitz didn't have his first catch in that game at the Giants until just under four minutes left to go in the third quarter, and there were certainly some anxious people uh, watching that game, wondering if that uh, consecutive game streak was going to continue with at least one reception, and, of course, it did. Bird Gang, we invite you to update to the latest version of the Cardinals mobile app today. The update features an all-new redesigned home screen experience. Visit azcardinals.com app for more. All right, let's dive into this matchup. Yesterday, we talked about the Eagles' defense. Let's get into the Eagles' offense, and specifically, remember what happened six weeks ago. The Cardinals find themselves in a very familiar position. Jalen Hurts is about to make his second NFL start and first start on the road at State Farm Stadium. Six weeks ago, Tua Tungabaloa made his second NFL start, first on the road at State Farm Stadium. Tua that day beat the Cardinals, passed for two touchdowns, had no turnovers, was sacked three times. Then the next couple of weeks, he was okay, had a great game and a loss to the Chiefs last week. But I wonder if the Cardinals look back and say, all right, how did we attack this young rookie quarterback? And now what did we learn from that game plan? Because Tua and Hertz, maybe Hurts is a little bit more mobile, but I think their skills are pretty similar as far as arm strength and certainly their talents. And you have to think that if you're a defensive coordinator, Vance Joseph, you're looking at that Miami game and you've got this Eagles game coming up. Very limited film on either one of these players to where maybe you have to go back to what they did in college.
1: Yeah, I think Miami, You know, they were down there two top running backs in that game. Um, they do have Devontae Parker, the tight end. Um, he caught a couple passes. Their defense, I think, um, is much younger and much more speed than the Eagles defense. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's – the thing about Doug Peterson is, you know, they're going to try to get a possession here and there. And, you know, I asked both Patrick Peterson and Vance Joseph today just about the draw play. And they run the draw play. He's so effective at it. He's, he sells it, and he runs right up the middle. And it's, it's a five-yard game becomes a 15-yard game. They run the quarterback sweep, okay, they run, they run the bootlegs and a Waggle plays. They were a triple-option offense where it's it's a triangle where you got two backs or a, a tight end, and then the, the, the old element of surprise. You know what that is? The Philly special. Now I don't know if they're I don't know if they're motioning as much as Shanahan and Sean McVay because clearly Cardinals they, they know each other so well. Even though you know, Cardinals haven't been able to beat the Rams. But let me give you an idea. They ran regular run plays, seven of them, design quarterback runs six, zone reads 11, run pass options four, quarterback scrambles four, gadget plays one, and kneel downs. He had three there. So as I talked to Patrick in, in advance on Thursday, it's all about your eyes. Now, again, and, you know, we'll get into their offensive line because I think the right side's weaker than the left side, Um uh, but you, you got to look at the running game, and and you know Miles Sanders. This guy's got speed. He gets to the hole, according to Van Schultz, very quick. So, I would think they're going to try to keep the Cardinals' uh, offense on the sidelines. And They're going to. I don't know if they can go on ten and twelve play drives. I don't think they want to get into a shootout. Um, but they went against a very very good Saints defense last week on the road. And a lot of people are questioning why would you start a second round pick rookie? Well, he was looking for a spark. That
0: they, game was in Philadelphia.
1: Philadelphia, sorry, sorry, okay. So, this would be the first road game. Sorry, you're right. Um, but you got to give them credit because they they played with his strengths in that
0: offense with Jalen Hurts. Vance Joseph called it more of a college style offense with Jalen Hurts at the quarterback position, and he uses his legs. He ran for seven first downs, including converting three third downs and that's something that can be very frustrating to a defense to where you've got them in third and long or third and seven plus and you think you've got them off the field and all of a sudden you've got everyone covered the defense stays in their lanes and then all of a sudden the quarterback rolls out finds a seam and gets the first down and they have to go all right well we've got another three plays at least on this drive to get that offense off the field so I think it's important for this Cardinals team to make sure history doesn't repeat itself, look back at that Miami game, look back at what happened two weeks ago against the Rams with Jared Goff rolling out and bootlegging the defense to death, it seemed like, because he certainly had a lot more time to throw the football and a lot more easier passing lanes when he was out either rolling to the left or rolling to the right. And Patrick Peterson said the same thing today as he did two weeks ago, and you mentioned it, their eyes. You have to be disciplined, easier said than done, as we saw against the Rams a couple of weeks back.
1: Yeah. And, and those bootlegs, what happened is, uh, you know, the, they're usually under center and then the, they'll fake the, uh, the fake the play action to the running back and everyone pursues to one side and they just run. And then if you got a tight end that has chipped someone in a flare, easy throw, high percentage throw. So, but Miles Sanders, Craig, he had 136 uh, scrimmage yards, 115 and 21 receiving. He had an 82-yard touchdown run. Is the only player in the NFL with three rushes of 60 yards this season. He has 75 scrimmage yards and four of his past five on the road. And he's only one of three backs. Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry averaging five-point yards a carry, minimum 300 attempts. So they found a running back. Now they got a guy named Boston Scott. He's more of a third down guy. And then what
0: is your concern with the tight ends? I think it is a big concern, bigger probably than it has been all season long going into a contest because you've got Dallas Goddard and you've got Zach Ertz. Now both of those players have missed time with injury this season, but they're healthy. And I think when you have a young quarterback, what's the safety valve, the tight end position, because it's a shorter, easier throw Goddard, was targeted the most last week. Ertz, three targets against the Saints. So when you look at what Jalen Hurts did last week, that's the film you have to go off of. You can't look at these numbers that the Eagles have put up over the course of the entire season because that was with Carson Wentz. So you look at what they did last week, and most of Hurts' targets went to the tight end or to the running back, talking about Miles Sanders. And then the wide receivers came after that. They relied on the ground game and in short passes in space to allow the Eagles offense to march downfield against the saints.
1: Any quarterback's best friend would be a veteran uh, tight end. Zach Ertz ranks second among tight ends with 553 receptions and over close to 6,000 yards since 2013. He has been a cards killer. He has four TD receptions in four games against Arizona. He aims for three in a row with a touchdown catch in five in a row, with at least five plus uh, receptions. So in Goddard, he has five receptions for 60 yards, three out of his past four games. So it is, a, that to me, besides Sanders, and it obviously hurts. And, you know, we'll see on some, you know, they got a rookie wide receiver. Uh, looks like Alshon Jeffries getting an opportunity. But really, it's going to come down to these two tight ends. And it hasn't been an issue this year like it was last year. It was, it was really an Achilles heel because every week they were giving up you know, 60, 70 yards in one or two touchdowns to quality tight ends. But sometimes they were backups. So this year it's gotten better. But this is going to be a huge matchup. And that's going to be on the safeties. And that's going to be on the inside and, and outside linebackers. And maybe a guy like Isaiah Simmons, who, who uh, Vance told us he's playing a little Uh, safety he's playing a little um, inside linebacker not so much on the outside and he's also playing on special teams
0: i think simmons could be one of those key players this week because of his skill set his athleticism he's certainly fast enough to stay with a running back but also big enough to be physical with a tight end because the eagles have two very good ones Cardinals did a good job at shutting down the Giants tight end last week. He was their leading pass catcher and he was held to just two catches on four targets. Talking about Evan Ingram. Can the Cardinals do that again? But now you've got two tight ends that you have to worry about. And that's where Simmons might be a key piece for Vance Joseph.
1: Well, if they want to bring that jet package now here, they could go mass protection and just run the ball with Miles Sanders, get both of those tight ends. Now I think one would release and whether I, I think maybe Goddard's younger and he's more and more healthy this year, maybe he's your blocker, but Zach Ertz, he's, he's when healthy. And when he's got a quarterback that can make the throws, he's in that same category, maybe a little bit less than Travis Kelsey and George Kittle and Gronk and uh, you know, the Waller kid from the, the Raiders. So yeah, I mean, he, he, he he could be a, you know he's been a he's been a killer for the Cardinals. I mean I remember in that championship game he was catching everything in and oh it was Brent Selleck, actually Brent Selleck. he was catching everything in
0: that third quarter when McNabb got kind of hot. The Eagles wide receivers don't really jump off the page when you look and especially as far as their leading receiver Travis Fulgham. He doesn't have any catches the past two weeks and only played 11 snaps last week. So that's where we talk about looking at this Eagles offense in its entirety because you can't because the offense has changed with Jalen Hurts under center, or I should say more likely in the shotgun. Although what has stayed consistent, and you brought it up, is their running game. They are number nine in the league in rushing yards per game, number two in rushing yards per play. And they had two 100-yard rushers against a very good Saints defense, including Jalen Hurts getting to that century mark. And that is where you're always concerned as a defense because those mobile quarterbacks who probably aren't going to stay in the pocket or roll out to look for a receiver, the first instinct, especially for a young quarterback, is when they feel the pressure, is to get out of the pocket and run first, as opposed to getting out of the pocket and looking to see if they've got someone that is – got that scramble drill going on, they just kind of duck it and run. And that's where the Eagles had their a lot of their success last week.
1: Yeah, and I think Jalen Hurst has played in enough systems where he, he, can, he can kind of suck those linebackers in on a play-action pass, continue to hold the ball, and then a screen pass to Sanders. And next thing you know, a five-yard gain is a 40-yard gain. So, again, eyes and technique and making sure nobody gets behind you. Um, but one thing we got to point out, because I think it's 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 worth pointing out, this is their thirteenth offensive line combination, and you know I think the left sides, uh, Jason Kelsey, he's been there every single game, and the way he's get, you know, back in the day when they had Jason Peters and some other guys, they were the number one offensive line of football. That's probably why they won the Super Bowl um but kelsey's been in there he makes all the calls and he's kind of like aq shipley he's going to help out left side's better than the right side so i would think that you know based on the film vance is going to try to bring some pressure from the other side but you know but again i, th- I agree with you about jalen hurts you look at your first progression and then okay improvise and if i have to run i'm gonna to have to run but keep in mind he does run up
0: the middle on that draw play. the eagles are going with that 13th offensive line combination in 14 games because their right tackle, Jack Driscoll, is out with an injury. In fact, he's done for the season with a sprained MCL. So you're going to have a brand new right tackle. And Driscoll was playing because Lane Johnson had been injured. Four offensive linemen have missed significant time this season because of some serious injuries. And you wonder when you go back to look at Carson Wentz's numbers, how much. Those numbers are a reflection of the offensive line. I get it. You're looking at the quarterback. They get all the praise. They get all the criticism. Yet, what is he working with? And the decision was made by Doug Peterson to go, you know what? We're going to make a change at quarterback. And I don't know if Hurts is that much better, but he certainly did seem to uplift everyone else on the offense and the defense. You hate to think that it just took one change, but at least for one week, That's exactly what happened. Well, all
1: week they needed a spark. And this week he says, I want to see a fire from Hertz. That's according to Doug Peterson. Yeah, but, you know, if you want to think about it, um, considering they've had 13 different line combinations, you know, a young quarterback... I mean, he, he probably feels like I am I need to get rid of the ball quickly here. You know, I don't need to take sacks and take negative yards because if they put him in third and long, Cardinals are going to tee off him with that jet package. So uh, maybe he realizes, hey, I may have to run a little bit more. Um, don't put yourselves in harm's way. But uh, you would think that based on the line and what the Cardinals are able to do with that pass rush, whether it's the left or right side, uh, I anticipate he's going to get rid of that ball very quick. And if not, he's going to run. And he's going to be like Kyler Murray, which, you know, we have to watch every week. Other
0: teams trying to stop him. Yeah, he wasn't sacked at all last week. He did turn the ball over once. He lost a fumble. But if the Cardinals can do what they did last week and have the defense set the tone or even have the offense set the tone, score early, get to a lead, and then all of a sudden you can go into that traditional uh, where you're just sitting there running the ball because you have the lead, and you're forcing your opponent to become one-dimensional because I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to beat you with his arm. And if he does, you know what? You tip your cap and say he had a good game. And I think that's what happened with the Dolphins and Tua. He was able to beat the Cardinals with his arm, and at that point you're like, you know what? He got us this week. We'll try to be better the next time. Well, the next time it's not against Tua, but it's against Jalen Hurts here. So if you can give him some different looks, see what you can dial up and maybe confuse him And then all of a sudden the Cardinals are walking away with a second straight win and certainly putting themselves in a much better position as far as the playoff picture is concerned.
1: Yeah. The the thing is to do is, is, you know, we know teams are throwing more on first down. I don't know if this is going to be the case with them because they feel like they can line up and run the ball especially the way that Sanders hits the hole very quick and very shifty and got, he's got great vision in the open field. You don't have three, uh, 60-yard runs for for no reason, plus an 82-yard touchdown last week. So, um, But I I think the Cardinals, um, clearly, they're going to have to put pressure on them and make them uncomfortable. But if they're getting positive yards in first and second down, they're not going to be able to tee off and bring that jet package in, and that will play right into the hands of what they want to do. Keep that Cardinals offense off the
0: field, and we're going to try to wear it on the defense. Cardinals defense are coming off one of their better performances in stopping the run. The Giants only had 78 rushing yards last week, the second fewest that Cardinals defense has allowed all season. So hopefully some momentum, Kyle Odegaard, some momentum here for the Arizona Cardinals as they go into week 15 and host the Philadelphia Eagles coming up this Sunday. A reminder, by the way, the regular season home finale against the 49ers, is on a Saturday, the day after Christmas, December 26th. We'll, of course, keep reminding everyone, not a Sunday, but a Saturday. And the NFL, in fact, has both a doubleheader this Saturday as well. So not the only game on a Saturday this season. The NFL late in December always moves games to Saturdays because typically college football is over with. That's not the case this season because of all the postponements and cancellations and just the weird year that 2020 is. But that is why the NFL has two games this Saturday and three games next Saturday. Yeah, and uh, Christmas is next
1: Friday, so it'll be interesting to see how the Cardinals approach the week. And They may not put the pads on at all because you can't be at the facility on Monday and Tuesday now. If you're playing on a Thursday night, I don't know how it works on a Saturday. So, again, it's more just letting the body recover Because, you know, you're going to be in another physical game the following. week. All right. We got the injury report, Craig. So it looks a lot better. Um, Guys that did not practice. No surprise. Well, I guess it's a surprise. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, back to back days did not practice. Zane Gonzalez did not practice. Chase Edmonds did not practice. Jordan Phillips, Justin Pugh, Jalen Thompson, all DNPs,
0: everyone else pretty much limited. Well, the good news is, is during the open portion, both Pew Edmonds and Gonzalez were spotted on the field. And as you mentioned, that's always a good sign because if you're not seen at all, that means you're in the training room. And if you kind of make that progression training room to side of the field to practice field to game day, and hopefully that's the case for Edmonds, Pew and Gonzalez.
1: Yeah. And I I believe that, you know, and again, I, I think if you're, uh, if you're the Cardinals and based on what Mike Nugent did last week and, you know, uh, the kickoffs weren't as, uh, as daunting as maybe I anticipated, you know. Um, and sometimes you're going to kick it higher and shorter because you feel like you could stop them at the 10 or 12-yard line. But uh, I would say, Zane, um, we're good this week. Take another week off.
0: Again, we're riding momentum here on Cardinals Cover 2. Momentum, Kyle Odegaard. Mike Nugent, 4 of 4 between 30 and 39. He was short on that 55-yard attempt, but uh, that didn't count because it was wiped off the board because of a uh, false start penalty on the Arizona Cardinals. So we will see what happens coming up this Sunday. Yeah, I'm I'm being facetious. I mean, Zane's
1: made some pressure kicks. It's just unfortunate he's a little bit of a funk and sometimes taking a step back. And, you know, again, um, you know, back injuries are always tricky. They can linger. Um, but right now I just think you ride the hot hand, and that's Mike Nugent.
0: Well, what do we say the most popular player on a football team is the backup quarterback and also the backup kicker because those are the two positions that are seemingly, according to fans, the easiest to replace. Starting quarterback's not getting the job done. Who's the backup? Kicker's not getting the job done. Go to the backup. Well, the Cardinals are lucky, and I think more and more teams this year have one of those kickers on the practice squad because of COVID-19 in protection. And by the way, Mike Nugent was one of the four players on the practice squad that the Cardinals protected. First time all season, I've seen Mike Nugent being quote unquote protected, meaning an opponent can't poach that player from the Arizona Cardinals. The other three players, Seth DeValve, Michael Dogby, and Jace Whitaker. So some familiar names as far as who's been on that protected list. And we've also seen Whitaker active. We've seen DeValve the past couple of weeks as an extra tight end become active to the game day roster. But with Darrell Daniels potentially becoming available this week, that might not be an option for DeValve. And, of course, Michael Dogby, I know the Cardinals are very high on. It's just right now um, part of a numbers game, I think, because right now they do have five healthy defensive linemen.
1: Yeah, I don't know when you got to put those lists in because, you know, all of a sudden Darrell Daniels was able to practice. So I think they were just covering because I prefer to have Darrell Daniels out there. I mean, I, he's a good, he's a good blocker. If you want to run 12 personnel, if you want to go three tight ends for mass protection based on that front seven, um, so I think they were just making sure they had it covered. If, if maybe Daniels isn't ready, you know, because this is only his first week back. He's a bigger guy. you to make sure he's in shape. Probably won't play a ton of snaps, but he's definitely, uh, I think he's got more upside. And I know more
0: about him than Deval. Two other notes on the injury report. Good news for Devondre Campbell and Drake Kirkpatrick, both limited during Thursday's practice. So again, trending in the right direction with respects to being available this Sunday. Subscribe to Arizona Cardinals podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Listen to your favorite shows on the go like Cardinals Underground, The Big Red Rage, The Cardinals Red Sea Report, and of course this show, Cardinals Cover 2. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcast for more information. Thursday night football. So we know Mike Jarecki will be a little bit distracted, but he does have homework because it is a football Friday And we need Mike Jarecki's three keys to a victory and the always popular X Factor. He was money last week in the win over the Giants. So we're building on momentum, Kyle Odegaard. Momentum here, Mike Jarecki, for your three keys for a victory. Yeah. And if you listen to the show over the last couple of days, you kind of
1: figure it out. But now you got to, you know, you can't sit there and list 10 things. I mean, that's low hanging fruit. You got to pick the top three things look at strengths and weaknesses on both teams and then that X factor, because, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, it, it comes down to what we talked about last week, third down offense, third down defense. Uh, you know, we didn't really get into the red zones, so to speak. We know it needs to get better, but that was important. Uh, moving Hopkins around and getting him involved early. And then we talked about being able to run the football. Um, and so they were able to do that. So we'll, we'll, we'll come up with something else, but, uh, I definitely think, you know, you got to really respect that front seven. Uh, I think the Cardinals can throw on them, but you got to protect Murray. And then at the same time, I think the Cardinals front seven is going to have to do a good job keeping Hurts in the pocket and try to slow that run game. I didn't say shut it down. Just try to slow it down.
0: Well, we'll let Jarecki get to work here on Friday's show. And on that note, we will put a lid on today's show. Cardinals covered 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Special thanks, as always, to our executive producer, Jim Omohundro. For Mike Jarecki, I'm Craig Rialu. We'll talk to you next time here on Cardinals Cover 2.